Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is Ascension Times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all, it's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? I don't know, sometimes it's the red pill, sometimes it's the blue pill, sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. Good news, I'm gonna be on Dash Radio. What? Our family's about to grow. Our Cosmic Goodie Bag family is about to grow. I'm gonna be on Dash Radio, 10 million listenership. We're gonna be in the Teslas and the GMs. We're gonna be talking about spiritual and esoteric topics in a Tesla. What? Did my dream just come true? It did. And you helped me make this come true because you are the OG listener who's been there with me from the beginning. And I'm sending you a big, big hug. Tons of positive vibes. We are doing this. I'm also teaching a podcast course. So if you're looking to start your own podcast, check me out on cherryproductions.co. Cherry like the fruit, productions plural, .co. I am teaching others how to do this because it's so much fun. Also, I'm on iTunes. I love it if you could go over there and leave me a review. Subscribe. My guest today is incredible. He's this beautiful androgynous being that walks in the door. He just starts channeling, just starts telling you about yourself. If you ever get a chance to to do a reading with him, I highly recommend it. You will be blown away. And here is my interview with Yaya. Yaya is an empathic, intuitive medium and shaman whose practice includes crystal therapy, animal totems, chakra alignment, angel therapy, color therapy, feng shui, and he gives readings. Yaya comes from a long line of spiritual practitioners and a rich background with roots from Ghana, Jamaica, Honduras, and New Orleans. His great-great-grandmother is considered the Harriet Tubman of Jamaica, which we'll definitely get into. As a shaman, he channels and shares the divine guidance of Archangel Michael and the Descendant Masters. It is my honor and privilege to welcome Yaya to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. Thank you, Carla. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, who is she talking about? <laughs> when you hear it read, right? You're like, wow, I'm impressive. Oh, my gosh. Listen I'm like, to- I like to get to know who that is. <laughs> You're like, where, where is he? I'm going to take that. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming today. Yes. I, I share with you, this is my first show on Dash Talk Radio. Thank- oh, you're welcome. And I'm so glad to be here to share this moment with you. Thank you. As soon as I walked in and saw I was like, she's supposed to be in public relations. <laughs> so, yeah. Here we you're are. Right. You're on the right path, my darling. Thank you. Yes, and being the fire sign that you are. Thank you. Um, Leo. Sad, um, but I got um, that fire. Yeah, but I'm thinking there's probably, there may be a Leo rising. I'm ah. still getting the Leo from you. So, we have a rising sign and we have a moon sign. Yes, yes. And we get, and uh, so, so like I'm Sag with... Virgo rising and moon Scorpio. So I get emotional and sensitive, like, you know, during the moon time. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got all of it. You mapped it all out. You figured it all out. All out. All out. And you think that's important for people to do? I think so. I think it's a part of knowing thyself. Mm -hmm. And um, knowing thyself is just, it's, you know, it's, it's spiritually knowing yourself is 
beyond. I mean, it's okay if you practice your religions of whatever you were raised with, but mm-hmm. deep down, when it comes down to it, is 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 really they're all saying the same thing: just to love and to uh, be kind to yourself and to be kind to others mm-hmm. and to accept yourself um, unconditionally and authentically with love, mm. and then that way it's reflected back mm-hmm. to other people, and and. Uh, when you're practicing that, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it kind of separates, you know, who you're supposed to be around with ah. because people will see their own reflection and some people don't like to see what they see. Interesting. Which means I have to go and work on it. And we all have this, you know, we all have a little shadow side mm-hmm. and it's embracing that mm-hmm. side of yourself too. Oh, wow. You know? So you believe we all have a, a light and a dark side. Um, well, I wouldn't say light and dark. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this, like kind of like the duality, like good and bad. Right. We're all just here having a human experience mm-hmm. for spirit, and um, there is no failure. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why that is taught. You know, with you know when we're in grade school, you mm-hmm. know, you're getting the F's and the D's and the poor and all that stuff, or, or, or when you're stumbling through adversity mm. and uh, you're beating yourself up about it. Some people carry it for years. You know what's interesting? Mm. You can also, because I was a, not, mm. this is going to sound braggy, but I was an A-plus student. Yes. I was an A student. So so that hurts you in the adult, adulthood too because life is not, you can't go out and get A-pluses anywhere. A-plus a is everywhere. Right. And so the thing is, is I've, I'm having... I've gotten all, um, all A pluses and I have this high GPA, but I'm 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 having terrible socialization and life right uh, relationships right, and um, I'm not conquering that. Basically, we all have to learn all aspects of of life. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here. This is the school. This mm. is this is where you get your PhD. I just lost my aunt maybe t- uh, a week ago, mm. and um, in her death and everything, um, she. She told me she actually I spoke I spoke with her and, and she told me not to fear. I thought that was one of the most powerful things that anybody could ever say on, you know, in their transitioning. Mm. And I thought, I'm not afraid. But but, you know, in my I mean, the ego said that. Right, you know? right. And when I got home and, and I was thinking about it and I was thinking there are some things that I'm afraid to venture into, you ah. know. And so that's what she was telling me. Basically, don't live your life in fear because you're not living. Mm-hmm. And so this is like if somebody says invites you to go on a trip and you can go and it's it's feasible for you to go and you're just you're probably scared to fly. Mm-hmm. You don't go. You miss out on it. So it's, it's that thing of experiencing mm-hmm. and, and, and overcoming the fear and adversities and working with it. And then that way you can probably teach that to somebody else who's going through the same thing. So what we're doing is we're learning and then we're teaching what we learn to other people. And they're doing the vice, same thing for us. And then source, whatever you want to call source, he or she or male or female, they don't care. It's just basically um, they're experiencing through us. Mm. And so. (laughs) Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. They're experiencing through us. And, and and the thing is, is so when you're in pain and you're going through adversities and you're like, oh, why me? Why is this going on with me? And it's basically, why not you? Oh. You know, why, you know, you, you signed up for this. <laughs> You've signed up for this bad camping trip. <laughs> My friend Sylvia Brown used to say, you know, 
This bad uh, camping trip? Yeah. That's a, hilarious. You know, you, you get all the tools uh, to come down here and to, to live life. But once you're here, it's almost like we forget everything. And we mm-hmm. forget. We do. We forget um, what tools we're supposed to use. And then we go through the experience to, to remind ourselves. Or someone comes along the way mm-hmm. to remind you of who you are. So I want to hear... Okay, so I want to take I it back. I'm all over the place. No, because because <laughs> I want to get into your transition, but yeah. I, but I first want to go back and and I want to hear when you were a child. Yeah. Everybody that I talk to has oh sort of a similar <laughs> theme where something happens and they realize that they're kind of not like the, uh, the children yeah, around them. So do yeah. you have a memory like that? Yes, I had. Um, as a child, I grew up in a place called El Paso, Texas. And this was in the 60s, and it was a very, very safe place to live. And we're close to, like, a military base. My dad was in the Army. And um, uh, it was Fort Bliss, Texas. That is stationed right next to Juarez, New Mexico. <laughs> it's right there, the borderline wow. in El Paso. And so I grew up with a lot of uh, Hispanic um, uh, friends and culture. And then my mother, being Mayan, um, she was also Spanish, but she's Black Latin. And uh, so when I grew up in that way, I had my friends. I didn't realize that the friends that I had in my life were also a lot like me. Uh, now that I look back, um, I had my best friend. His name was Leo Ramos. Leo, if you're out there listening to this, <laughs> I don't know where you are. But um, Leo taught me about um, looking at the stars and told me, you know, showing me what the, dip, the the Big Dipper was, showing me the zodiac signs in the sky, like, you know, you're Sagittarius, do you see that bow? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, we would study the stars. Uh, up How on, on the top, I think we were, that was second grade, so I had to be six or seven. Wow. Uh, earlier than that, um, I used to see um, people who had passed. and oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, or uh, people who are going to pass. And what that looks like is like candle wax burning, melting. And I saw this woman who was a large sister of my mother's. And um, she didn't like children very much. (laughs) And uh, I was scared of her. She was, I said, she don't like kids. Yeah, I just knew her energy. I felt it right away. She had dogs. And she would say to us, you know, I have dog because dogs don't talk back. You know, I was just really scared of her. Her name was <laughs> Laura Blueford. I'll never forget it. Anyways, she was melting right before my eyes. Wow. And uh Wait, you saw candle wax. Like 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 melting like candle her wax. Her face was melting. Melting. And you're awake and she's awake and you're seeing yes. her face melt. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't know what the hell that was. How old were you? I think I was I had to be about 5 or 6. Oh my gosh. Um and, um, of course, I screamed and yelled and, you know, and I, I went, I saved the story because my great grandmother, Catherine Medina, uh, was like my protector. And she was, she kind of like reared me for this. Mm. She knew what I had. And she, she, she would explain to me that, you know, you can't express yourself to other people. They're not going to understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, save your stories for me. So I would, I would Aww. go to school and everything, and just be bursting at the seams to come, you know, go and visit her and wow. give her all the stories that I'm seeing. And 
And so when I asked, told her about the lady melting, she said, oh, honey, she's, she's, she's passing. Oh, my gosh. So the lady had cancer. And she passed maybe, I think, like maybe three, three weeks after. That's crazy. Yeah. And so that was the first time where I was like, and then I got really afraid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because I thought, okay, if I say stuff, it, I thought me speaking right. would bring it into existence. So That's... I didn't speak till I was eight. Really? Yeah. So you, after that experience, you stopped talking? Stopped talking. Oh, my gosh. Stopped talking. And my mother took me to therapist. Uh, the therapist said he's fine. <laughs> he, could, he could speak perfectly fine. Oh, my um, gosh. He just doesn't have anything to say. And then in first, of course, first, first grade and second grade, uh, um, the teachers, you know, my sister spoke for me. I, that's really funny. My wow. oldest sister, what I would. You had an interpreter. What's my interpreter. And wow. so she would speak for me. So they thought maybe, okay, maybe he should be in special needs. Maybe something's wrong in but that your way. Your grandmother was alive. Couldn't she vouch for you? Um. She was a great grandmother, right? My great grandmother. She could have vouched for me, but back in those days, mm-hmm. you know, she lived on the other side of town. Okay. I'm at school, you know. So it was one of those things where they didn't know what to do with me. And then when they started to see that I was an intelligent and mm-hmm. that I could write and speak in, mm-hmm. in the third grade, they took me out of special education. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, you know, I was looking around like, I don't belong I don't here, belong but I, here. I love these guys, you Aww. know, because. They were so, they were angels. Oh wow! And that's and I I worked in that field for thirty years. Believe really? it or not, yeah. So I know why I was there. You know, everything kind of comes full circle, right? Oh wow! So um, so I had these uh, so what I did I didn't speak uh for a while, and when I started speaking, and knowing that I wasn't speaking things like that into existence. Right, you know, right. because those weren't my intentions. That's so scary as a kid. Yes. So wait, I have to ask you about your your family history. You have this rich family history. Yeah. So I want to start with your great great grandmother, who moved to Jamaica yeah. and became this figure in Jamaica. Let's Nani. tell me about her. Oh, Nani. Um. Well, she was my great great grandmother on my mother's father's side. She came from but, Ghana. Yeah, she came from Ghana. We're from the Ashanti tribe. And um, she was brought to Jamaica, so she knew how to survive off of plants, herbs, uh, what to eat, what not to eat, what was poisonous, all those things. So when she escaped the slave ship... So she was brought as a slave. She was brought as a slave. To be a slave. Yes, as a slave. And But she escaped before. She escaped, so she never never was. And she had... um, I think four brothers with her. So when they all escaped, they went into the mountainside, which was the Blue Mountains um, from the shoreline. And so there are caves up there that you can actually go into, and they have bats, and they have these beautiful crystals hanging and and, and, and this purified water. Um, They lived in those caves uh, for a while and also on the land. So they they were hiding in the caves. Yeah, and, they, and what were they eating? When you look in, at the diet of Ghana people, they are vegetarian mm. or African. Mm-hmm. Or we, we would call it Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. Yes, they call it Ethiopia. Uh, Af- it was named Africa after a British man by the name of Afrikan. Ah. But it was not 
that's why when you hear the Rastafarian people speak about uh, Africa, they don't call it Africa, they call it Ethiopia. Ah. And so it was named after Far um, Afrikan, who was a British Interesting. soldier. Yeah, they, they changed it. And so all of what you see Africa to be is actually Ethiopia. Ah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So she came over. So she and her brothers decided to jet. They hid in the caves. Yeah. And then what happened? And so basically, they lived off of the land. She would see the the ships coming into port from the mountains. These are the Blue Mountains, where they have the Blue Mountain coffee, and uh, the true Blue Lagoon is up there where oh, they wow. filled the Blue Lagoon. It's beautiful, and um, there aren't any like, you know hungry or homeless people up there because there's so much vegetarian and um, vegetation mm-hmm. that you can pick from, you know, so people, you don't see hungry people in Jamaica or islands like that because you can just go and pick off the trees. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's how it should be. Right. Right. So right? wait, but she is, she got people to escape. Yeah. So what she would do, uh, was go down to the ships at nighttime oh, and, wow. uh, uh, or whenever they had them, um, out. Um, well, she would go at nighttime, and then they, also if they were unchained and mm-hmm. out for display for sale in that way, and 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 maneuver them back into the bushes, um, where she actually started an army of of gathering all of these people. That's incredible. You know, little at a time. British were very afraid of her because um, <laughs> there was this this story where she was. Um, shot at and they actually thought she she basically was doing witchcraft because of the herbs and everything that she used she told the man they they were going to fire at her she said yeah you should go ahead and, and shoot and he shot at her like a couple of rounds of shots like through the bushes okay. and she came back and she gave him the three bullets in his hand Oh my God! And so they never really messed with her ever since after that <laughs> <laughs> What did she do? How did she do that? I, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And oh my so God. she was depicted as, you know, um, witchery. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, so she's basically the black Harriet Tugman of Jamaica. And that part of Jamaica, which is Maroon Town, mm-hmm. is sacred because it it is it has its own independence. It's the, the British don't own it. It's just... So they went away. They were never slaves. They, wow. These are Jamaicans who were never slaves, who are the true Rastafarians. Really? Um, they don't cut their hair. They grow their, they grow their, uh, you know, the. they make their clothes. A lot of them wear white because, it, you know, the clothes, kind of what Gandhi did with, mm-hmm. with the, the white and, and purity of, of just natural cotton and oh wool. Gosh. Yeah, wool. What was the name of the town again? Hmm? What's the name of the town again? Um, Maroon Town. Maroon Town. So yes. nobody was ever a slave there because of her. No. That's and incredible. then there's still, um, we still have, you know, if you are a part of this, you still have rights to be buried there, for, like for free. or Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she's on the money and she's also yeah. in statues. She has said. a statue. Yeah. That's incredible. And so when my sister did the research, uh, she did, we went through, I guess, the Pepperdine University and then the Mormon Really? Actually, you've got a lot of information. This is before Ancestry.com. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so my sister being the historian who she, if she, who she is, she's a, a doctor in psychology. And so she actually came, uh, found all this 
information through my uncles Incredible. and follows this the bloodline. Uh, on my on my mother's father's side, they were like a fountain of knowledge. They were they were giving us stories. Um which which is great because it connected us to history. Right. And then being able to, you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of things, you know, people don't want to talk about the history and what happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we got a lot of the stories. And then so when my mother, um, Queenie, her name's Queenie. That's awesome. This, and this is that's Queen Nani is my great grandmother. So my mother's nickname is Queenie, but her first name is Ondine. Okay. And um when she went to uh, Maroon Town. She looks so much like oh, wow. her. The women started wailing. Oh wow! Uh, as she came into the village, and they had a, a procession for her. No way. For a week, it was you know I I, I missed the whole thing. I of course I stayed here while they were on vacation, <laughs> and uh, and that's how we came. They came back with all the information. That's incredible. Um, yeah. So she's yeah. a hero. She's a total hero. Yeah. Yeah. My, and my mother was a lot like her. My mother was a very strong um, uh, woman that raised five, well, eight children because she adopted two. Wow. Um, also was a foster mother of maybe a hundred. A hundred? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. My mother was, in, she was incredible. She had this incredible strength, and I know where it came from. I have her same strength too. She before passing, she told me she said she's got my strength. Oh wow! So, you That's know, incredible. Yeah. So I want to hear about your your dad's from New Orleans. Yeah. So I want to hear about that, and then we we touched on when we <laughs> talked earlier. You were we were talking about voodoo. I don't want to yeah. go so, back there. So my dad's from New Orleans, and it's a I guess a place called Leesville, uh, where his mother was raised. I I'm, with the mixture of. <laughs> You've got them all. The Jamaican, the Mayan, yeah. you know, and then my mother coming to the United States and then meeting my my father in El Paso mm-hmm. and uh, them getting married. And um, and my mother could cook soul food. It was so <laughs> wow. It's really weird because you, you have Spanish dishes and then you have your Creole dishes mm-hmm. and your soul food. Oh. So we had food, you know. And uh, so Yum. my dad, uh, my father... Uh, side of the family. Um, my grandmother was very, uh, she was very empathic, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, she prophesied. This is your dad's mother. This is my dad's mother. Her name was Hazel Wales. And she's <laughs> from New Orleans. And she's from, uh, she's from Leesville, uh, Louisiana. And then my dad and his family are from the New Orleans uh, area. So okay. it's it's still in the same area. There's little towns within New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, so the practice when you were we were talking about the booty thing, it's one of the things I, I I truly believe that it is just the way African people worship source, and it was the beating of the drums, dancing, mm-hmm. um, calling on your ancestors, mm-hmm. um, and your uh, sentinel figures or deities that will uh, assist you like you know if like if I'm calling on Archangel Michael he I work very well with him mm-hmm. it didn't get a bad connotation until after you know the English and the British uh, looking and seeing like you know this is a very strange way of what are they doing you know worshiping they didn't understand and yeah so it seemed to them like magic it seemed to them like, uh, you know, you, you know, because they go into a trance as they're dancing. Mm. And um, 
the music, you have the drums, you've got the fire going, you have the the the, the oils going, you have, you know, there's rituals. Mm-hmm. And so them not understanding this seems seemed to be, you know, very uh they they were in history what I what I've read, it's they said that we were uh it, it was barbaric. It was it was uh, ununiformed. They couldn't really find a sentinel figure. Mm. Uh, and what they were saying is, what the uh, that what they were saying is, is that source is everything. Mm-hmm. You see, you don't need it's, a figure. Yeah, you don't need a figure. It's right. in, it's all around you. Yeah, and, and <laughs> in Christianity and, and, traditionally, we we've got to have, we need the Jesus. We need the right, right. People and need they want to worship. Nature is your right. best teacher. Mm. You see, and so. It, it's got this bad connotation behind it. So it was very pure, just like um, I would say the Wiccan okay. community, where that is also a part where I always, when I come across or speak with Wiccans, I always say, you know, don't call yourself a witch because the back, it is the, it is what holds, what whatever is like behind it, that, that con, those connotations behind that word mm-hmm. are very negative. It, why not just say Wicca, and which Wicca really means to be awakened. 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 You know what's interesting? How well, many of us are awakened? Right. <laughs> right. So. Um, it's interesting because I, I interviewed mm-hmm. a witch. Mm-hmm. She was a um, the head of a coven, mm-hmm. and I asked her that. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. because it has such a bad connotation, mm-hmm. why not rebrand yourself? Mm-hmm. And she said, never. Yeah. You know, yeah. she she wears it like a badge. Yes, yes. And she, I think my, what I got from it is she mm-hmm. loves being a badass. Yes. You know, she's yeah. like. And I've done, and, and, and you have ser- certain ones that were work that work in the light, and some of them that work in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, I've come across all kinds of things, <laughs> aliens, you know. Well, I was going to ask you, yeah, what have you? What is your experience with extraterrestrials, if anything? Well, I found out that uh, this is through a shaman that I met um, from from um, Guatemala, and then I also got confirmation from another shaman. His name is Patrick Coleman, who's a very good friend of mine in Chicago. Hi, Pat. <laughs> um, he's my Numo. He comes from the Numo tribe. And um, I was told I was connected to the Andronomans. Okay. And I've seen these. Uh, they're kind of insectal. You know, okay. you know they'll come as a premantist mm-hmm. or... They try to give you signs through insects. Ah, interesting. Okay? Uh, or symbolisms or okay. esoteric language. They're a mixture of, they're androgynous. Mm-hmm. Andronomen are mm-hmm. ad- androgynous, meaning that you look like both sexes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here right before you, and I right. shape shift. I got a little bit of both, right? Right, you do. So people look at me, they, they're like, oh, my God, you know, is she male? Is she female? You know mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then some days I'm I'm very male. You know, <laughs> so it's just shift shape shifting. Yeah, I guess that's what that's it's called. Awesome. And um, I also do that too through. I, I think all of us have this thing of doing that also because of our past lives. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid and you're in a mirror and you are looking at yourself in the mirror and you're putting your hands on your face and you're doing your eyes like so mm-hmm. and pulling your eyes back and saying, my eyes should be like this. They look better this way. <laughs> That's because you've been Asian before and now you're in another life and your eyes are 
so big and you really don't like them. You're pulling your face the way that it should be. My skin is not supposed to be this color. Um, oh, you think that someone's coming from a past life? Oh, yeah. And then birthmarks. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So birthmarks are also a sign of a trauma uh, mm. or where you had crossed over or uh, had a mark from from that life. From and past thought, life. Yes, yes. I have one on my back. Let me show it to you real quick. Yes, wow. It's okay, a so giant one, birthmark. Yeah, that's because I I um, actually went through a past life regression and found myself being a um, Middle Eastern woman. Okay. And I was a teacher, and I would teach women. I, I was a very liberated. <laughs> I would teach women and, and girls how to write and, and read and uh, underground stuff like that. They weren't and, supposed to at And the we time. were not supposed to. And one of the women... Uh, was late getting home and um, had um, reported me uh, to the mosque. And so when I went into the mosque, this happened in my past life regression with uh, Sylvia Brown. And I saw myself going to this mosque. And, you know, they separate the men and the women. I hated mm-hmm. that part. Mm-hmm. And so we had, to, we had to worship separately from them. And uh, as I was crossing toward my sister, Franz, this is in your past life. Yeah. I was crossing out the outside moss, mm-hmm. beautiful building, marble floors, and I'm, I see them like waiting for me. And as I'm going, these group of men are coming toward me. Oh, wow. And I feel like a stain. <gasps> and I really didn't realize what it was. It was just like a stain. And then that's when um, she told me, she said, okay, so this is what's happening right now. You, you were actually stabbed. Oh, wow. And the moment I saw that, I mean, felt the sting. I collapsed to the floor. Really? I saw myself looking down at myself Mm -hmm. in this past life regression where I was on the floor. I could see everything. And I'm looking down and viewing myself, but I'm not in pain because she was a great uh, past life regressor that Mm -hmm. would help you to not be re-traumatized. Right. You know? oh, that's so she, important. Yeah, and then I also brought Archangel Michael with me, you know. <laughs> You're like, back so, up. I yeah, need back yeah. up. When you do this, you bring in all your sentinel figures of protection with you, okay? Because some of it is so scary because you, you will relive some of the some of the pain, but you don't want to carry any of that past life resonance to this life. Well, why is it important to go there? I think it's, it's – the reason why I think it's important is because it, it reminds you of who you are. Okay. And where where you're getting these capabilities, you know, of huh. you know, because I'm I I always tell people I'm a male, but I'm a feminist okay. in, in a way. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And I'm I'm like, oh, you know It's important to uplifting you. women all the time, oh. you know, and making sure that I'm speaking to them. Um I actually worked with a lot of women that were in abusive relationships and got them out of it. Um, trafficking. Um, wow. Yeah. So, so that's one of your main missions. Yeah. Yeah. And so this comes from a long lineage of lives where I I have always had respect for m- Mother God <laughs> and women. Is that what you call it, Mother God? I call it Mother. You could call it Father. It's both. It's a duo. Um Male, uh, the reason I say that is because through metaphysically, the intellect part is the male and the emotional part is female. So we both have an intellect and emotion side of us, right? Mm-hmm. 
So your left would be your emotional side. Your right would be your intellectual side of your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, when you cement both of these together, mm-hmm. you're able to manifest and to, to create. And that's when you are one with, God, with source or what, whatever you want to call God. And our culture is it's embracing both more balanced now. Yes. It's a so, beautiful thing, right? Yes, it is. So the more that you Personally. are comfortable mm-hmm. with your male and female um, sides of yourself, your intellect and your emotion, mm. you are able to create miracles and you're able to, oh. to manifest and you're able to have great relationships because you're understanding compassionately Mm-hmm. You know, as as men, we are taught not to cry, not to do right. this, not to do this, not to feel emotion. Don't do therapy. When it, don't do therapy. So we're taught to be very, you know, hard. And and so when you do meet a male that is in touch with his feminine side, and 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 had a great father who said it's okay, it's okay to cry, it's right. okay to feel. Right. You know, that's what you're here to do. You're supposed to feel emotions. Mm. This is a part of the experience. How can you come to earth to this great learning school, mm-hmm. live several lives? Because, you know, we have life themes that we'll get into that another time. But life themes are, are what you had, your contract of what you said you wanted to do when you got here. So you believe that a lot of people who have missions, because I talk about mm-hmm. this. Life missions. Yeah. Life missions. You mm-hmm. sign a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Going down. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Because a lot of people. Yeah, and you gather all the people. Mm-hmm. You have your angels. You've got your you've got your consul with you. Mm-hmm. You got mother and father there. You got all these all this great assistance. And you're like, yeah, give me a lousy husband. Give me five kids. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> I'll take two divorces. And Dolores, you come and remind me who I am if I should ever lose myself, you know? Oh, my God. That's so funny. So you believe that if you go through challenging experiences, yes. the, the more challenging, the more you're going to grow. So yes. you sign up for that. You sign up oh, for it. Oh, that's so crazy. So you that's actually why, know. That's why, you know, death here should be a celebration of yes. life. It's a graduation. It's a graduation. My mm-hmm. God, you've learned so much. You've come so far. Well, what and about your level of frequency is much higher. Mm. If you live in a perfect environment, the other side, which is called Qumran. Okay. And I don't know why people are looking up in the air because heaven is only three feet off the ground. Really? Yeah. It's in our it's in the, it's in the dimension. We're actually like ghosts in their dimension. Really? Yeah. And okay, you gotta and, break that down. Yeah, they're more solid than we are. Meaning that, you know, we're heavy. More dense. Yeah, yeah. And and so they're more they're more put together. You know how we just the gravity goes mm-hmm. with age. <laughs> okay, so they don't they don't droop and everything at fifty and all that stuff. And who you know. is they? You mean people who are on the other side? Yeah, the uh, entities that are, are on the other side that have crossed over that you have entities over there that don't don't want to come here. Right. And you have every choice. You have a choice to either come here or not. No one's forcing you. Just like you have a choice in life here. So bring back heaven's three feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're commingling in heaven right now. Yes, yes. What I've never so, heard anyone say so that. So a lot of things that are that we see here. Okay. Uh, say like the statue of David or those beautiful architecture statues that are you know half armed. Right, right. You know you Venus. Have Venus. Okay. They're in perfection state there. In fact, everything on the other side has a vibration. Okay. It actually vibrates. 
the colors are even more vibrant. Okay. Um, mm, there is unconditional love. So there is no ego there. Right. So when I say like three, uh, it's only three feet off the ground, meaning that through our experiences that we're having here, mm-hmm. we are so close. It's not, heaven is not like up in the sky okay. on a cloud. You know, it's kind of everything that we have here, it's, we have over there, but even, even better. Okay. And so it's almost like as above, so below. Right. And, and everything is in its perfection. We have halls. We have the hall of wisdom. We have temples on the other side. Okay. That we that we can that we visit when we are in our dream state. That's another topic mm-hmm. that we have to go through. This mm-hmm. <laughs> you astral know, world. It, yeah, when you are astrally traveling through your dream state, every time that you go to sleep, you're in nirvana. You're three but what feet if you off. what if you're having a dream and somebody's killing you or you're killing somebody else? How do you explain that? Okay, so those the the bad dreams come from another level. There are different levels. There are like ten levels. Okay. Okay. So. There is, how about if I told you there is a, there is a place where our thoughts and our creations go to like the boogeyman, um, people who work in the art industry, who do all these masks and monsters and stuff. Uh There's a place for that. Every place that anything that we do is documented and it has a place to go. Okay. Okay. Like every drawing. Everything. Everything. It's all in a library in the sky. Right. And you don't want to get stuck in that dimension, which is, I think, the uh, oh, it's the sixth and seventh dimension. <laughs> and that's where the little nightmares and the spooky man and all that other stuff is. It's, really? It's, a, it's, a, it's not a dark place, but it's kind of frightening. Okay. You know? Well, I don't like using the word frightening because we're not supposed to be in fear. But it's intimidating. Okay. It's intimidating. Thank you, Michael. He says don't use the word fear. Okay. So there's just different levels. Yeah, different and that's levels. That's like the scary hall level. Yes. And so when I come back, we'll talk about okay. some of the, the, the levels and the, you know, the okay. levels uh, of, of. But so what's interesting to me when I'm walking around, so do you believe that your guides mm-hmm. came in with you? Do you have the same okay. ones all the way through? Do you change? They're the same ones. They're assigned to you. Okay. I just learned mine by, um, I learned one of them with Sylvia Brown and um, how to connect to your guides. But then I I wanted to know that I know I had one. And then after she did a meditation with us, she said, some of you will meet your guides now or later. Okay. You may meet them in a dream. You may meet them. They Mine's came to me like I'm talking to you. Oh, really? Yeah, and introduced themselves. And <laughs> I knew that they were not... I knew that they were not real, and I'm so glad that I had witnesses with me because really, you, know, yeah. you have witnesses. Well, so you're yeah, awake. Mm-hmm. So set the scene for me. Mm-hmm. You're awake. I'm awake. Where I were go, you? I went to. Were you at the grocery store? No, I went to the Palladium to see Sylvia Brown. Um, <laughs> it was really funny, and I was complaining all the way there. Like my, <laughs> my boyfriend was taking me there, and he was okay. like, he was. Uh, I was, I was not into it. And I was like, you know, I just got off of work. I don't even want to be here. You know, it's crowded. Uh, who is this woman? Right. You How know? long ago was this? Oh, my gosh. I think in the 90s, 1993. Okay. okay. So I get out the car. I go there. And when I'm in line, I see the speech pathologist that I work with at my school. And I'm like, hey, Linda, what are you doing here? <laughs> She's like, we're here to see Sylvia Brown. Do you know who she is? I'm, I don't know who she is. Okay. 
So everybody's looking at me like, you don't know who she is. No, I don't. Yeah, you speak very highly of her. Yeah, because she made an impression with me. She actually helped me with my gifts. So then you're sitting there in the seat, and your dear guides introduce themselves to you as you're there? Well, when she came out on stage and she did her meditation, the moment she came out on stage, I got to tell you this, it was just, I knew her. Oh, wow. I was like, I know this woman. I... And my boyfriend was telling me that I had, we had so much in common. He was also, and he's empathic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not following along with, you know, right. the universe, you know. You hadn't gotten there yet. Hadn't gotten there yet. Right. I, I mean, my thing was, yeah, I just, I was You're busy. There. You're in Hollywood. Yeah. You're probably trying to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just wanted to sit down, you know. So this woman comes out and then, um, so she does a meditation and stuff. And after she does it, I'm like, yeah, okay, right. And so we leave. And we go to Pink's. Okay. <laughs> Down the street on La Brea. And this lady comes up and she's just strange and she's got, you know, her name's Joy. And she's a Jewish woman with all these beautiful necklaces on. And really? Just, you know, dressed to the nines. And I'm thinking, she's going to eat a hot dog? You know, <laughs> she's just, you know, Why it's are like, you here? yeah, yeah. She's That's... like giving you that Gloria Vanderbilt look. And, you're in so line at in Pink's line for a hot dog. And hot dog. Okay. And so she comes up and she introduces herself as Joy. And we're just talking and she's just telling me about my beautiful aura. Oh my God. And how. You're on the street talking to somebody that's invisible to everybody else. Um, not invisible. I think, no, she wasn't invisible. It's your, your boyfriend's aura. Yeah. So I don't know if she was invisible for everybody else, but for us, she was right there. Oh my and then God. so she introduced herself. She said, well, I'm going to go. She told me, I saw all the hot dogs, and I thought, what kind of hot dog? This is all kind of crazy stuff. So she suggested one, right? So I said, okay, I'll do the Dean Martin one or whatever or something right. like that. So Can't go wrong with Dean says, Martin. I'm going to go around the back, and you guys come and meet me and sit with me. Really? And so we're in line, and my, my boyfriend's intuitive, and he's like, he's like, oh, my God, you know who that is. Right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, it couldn't be. He goes, look at her. She's just abnormal. It's just not, you know. Wow. And so we're looking, and she's sitting there, and there's all these pigeons around her feet. Oh, my gosh. And she's not feeding them. She's eating her hot dog, right? <laughs> so we order, and we finish our order. This is order, crazy. The order comes up. Yep. And then we go there, and Joy is gone. Wow. With her bicycle. She had a bicycle with a little cart thing in the front with the little. This is out of a movie. Yeah. And then the second one I met at another restaurant, his name is uh, Yosef, and he came up to me, and he said, he said, it was strange. He was, he said. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to Joy. Did she say anything besides the suggestion well, me, of a hot dog order? Oh, she told me that her name was Joy and how um, about the joy and happiness of the world. I, I was not happy. And she was trying to tell me that your power is love and joy. Wow. And and you need to know this because this is your purpose. This is your life purpose. Uh, and for me, it was like, uh, what is this woman so happy about? <laughs> and then her talking about auras. And I didn't really, I wasn't into auras then. Right, right. Um, I knew what they were, but I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't in the detail of it. And she's like, you've got this green around you. And, you know, and I'm just thinking this woman is nuts, you know. Right. But, um and then she disappears on a, like a bicycle. She goes to sit down to eat her hot dog. She her bicycle's parked 
Okay. Oh you know how the lines are? Right, the, right. Okay, so her bicycle is parked. You know, and she's showing us our bicycle with the little right. tinsel things. I'm thinking that should be for a little girl, but she has these little tinsel oh things coming out. Oh, my gosh. So, but, you I, but I get people like this all. I get people like this all the time. They, they, they're angels. I mean, I could be walking downtown L.A. and get messages where people look at homeless people and thinking, oh, that's, they don't want to get near you. I'm like, that's an angel. You don't even know that person's trying to give you a message. Wow. So be open to everything. You don't know. So you're saying angels mm -hmm. can appear mm -hmm. as real people oh, yeah. and give you suggestions for hot dogs. Oh, yeah. And that can, that's 100% an angel. Angel, a, mm -hmm. uh, spirit guides. Uh, so you think Joy's with you, but you, she's not with I have Joy. You. I have. You can also adopt spirit guides, too. Where do I get some of those? Well, <laughs> Sylvia's one of mine. I've, I adopted her. I asked her to be one, and she's always around me. And... Um, Whenever I'm going to see other mediums or doing work, they'll ask me who she is. And I'm like, oh, Sylvia. So I, need I, to ask I don't you, even call her Sylvia. I call her Bagda, which means wise woman. So I need to ask you, okay, so how did you go from, so now you've got the lineage. Mm -hmm. you, your people are starting to appear. Angels are appearing. Spirit yes. guides are appearing. Yeah. So how did you transition into becoming a medium? Oh. and Because and, when I see well, you, every time I see you, you start going, oh, this, that. Yeah. You go off on I, what you I, see. Yeah. So what it is is like I come across a person and I start picking things up. Okay. And so it could go from like seeing a past life to seeing like uh, feel that just left the room and I was like, oh my god, why is like why am I seeing white, gold, green, and black? And he's in all white, and I'm like, oh, that's Ethiopia. Okay. So you know, I'm so like, the engineer Phil was in here and. <laughs> Within two seconds, you told him that he yeah. was a god, and or no, he was a king. And yeah, he's got he's got that royalness of Ethiopia, the real true. He's an Essene. He was, this is what was before Christianity. Right. He was an Essene. That's awesome. Okay, and so that's always a nice compliment to get. You were, I know, you were and a I king. picked up something from. <laughs> I know, and you don't really you don't really find that in. I'm not going to say that everyone you meet is a, a queen or a king. Right, right. It's not going to happen. Right. And neither was I. Um, <laughs> but you but, were in Ethiopia. Yeah. I mean, not Ethiopia, but you were in, because when you and I met, we yeah. had this amazing conversation. Yes, there was a yes. moment where you said, oh, my God, you just revealed yourself to you. Yes. I revealed myself to you. Yes. And you said we were friends. Yes, yes. In and Egypt. And then, and then Egypt thing, and then also the Andronomen, but... The Egypt thing comes from the Dead Sea Scrolls, which are, which are the true doctrine of mm -hmm. of 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 the Essenes. Okay. Okay. So Christianity didn't come until after Christ died. Right. He lived the, the life of Christianity. Right. Right. So, what was Jesus as a little boy? He was an Essene. So tell us about Essene. What 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 it. What exactly is an Essene? It's a Gnos. It's what well, they call it, the Gnostics or Gnosis. Okay. It is the seeker of truth. Ah. And it's it's not a, re a religion. It's a form. It's a, it's a way of life, just like Buddhism is. You know. Okay. Seeker of truth, meaning search, seek, find. Don't let people tell you things. Do the research yourself. Look it up. Right. So people say that Christ reach a certain level, mm -hmm. that Christ energy, but, mm -hmm. but that's possible for everybody. Yes. That is the, um, now that is 
what a lot of cultures and uh, uh, um, religions are all saying the same thing. They all have a Jesus, you know, like Buddha and mm-hmm. uh, all the ascended masters. Right. You know, and um, I yeah, I just found out that Krishna is is Jesus. And the, his name is Je- he's Jesus. They said that Jesus basically, yeah, well, yeah, he did. He studied in India um, after the crucifixion. People think that. They're going to be kind of mad about this. Well, after the crucifixion, he didn't stay in the Middle East. He had to flee. They wanted to kill him. He, he, those 44 years of, of his life that disappeared, nobody knows what happened. Jesus was abroad and studying. He was abroad. And studying. Wow. Okay. Europe. You're talking about, okay, let me just break this down. Because they, didn't he die at 33? Quote, like You're saying that that was a staged death and then he left and studied in India? Studied in India, studied. He didn't die. Um, well, he wasn't burned on the, he wasn't on the cross? He was on the cross. He was, he was crucified, but he escaped the, the, he escaped it through, you got to remember, they always depict Jesus as being poor, coming from a poor family. Mm-hmm. His family was very rich. Mary's family, Mary came from wealth and Joseph came from wealth. Really? Uh, Joseph was a carpenter. Mary's uh, lineage of her families were carpenters, and her uncle Joseph was uh, was uh, also well to do. And um, so, there's a book called the the mystery, the mystery of of, of Jesus by Sylvia Brown. There's also a book called uh, Jesus in India. And really? read these two books. This is controversial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really talk about it a lot because people get hot and heated, but right. it's about searching and opening your mind to to do the research and to open, you know, to be open to to read and, and you find all these things out that are not spoken. Right. And um when you really think of the, the number thirty three, which is which means manifestation. Okay. Um it's when you come into your awakeness of who you are, mm-hmm. the true of who you are. That's that is that's why the thirty three is important. You know, it's it's when it's when you're enlightened. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're seeing threes, yes, and something's you're going down. Your, when you're seeing threes, the, it, 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 it's it's telling you that things now are appearing. Everything that you have thought you knew, you really don't, mm-hmm. and new things are happening and you're finding all this information and you're mad because you're finding out the truth about some things. Right. And, um, and then it also makes you look at yourself. Right. And seeing the truth in yourself and, and, um, and then some of the history that is left out, why did they leave it out? Like, you know, the gospel of Gnostic Christian Bible, which Mm -hmm. is the Essene Bible. Why would they take out all of the, I mean, in this Bible, there is a gospel of Mary. Who would know Jesus better than Mary? Why would right. you take out her, her oh, gospel? Really? Why would you take out the gospel of Mary Magdalene? And I which heard was his Thomas. favorite disciple. Right. And, and also um, family. Uh, she was family. Yeah. How was she, fa- how was she related? No, I love this stuff. Like, okay. bring it on. So um, it was, if it's known that, that um, Jesus and Mary Magdalene actually had children. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. 
And so, so they were not married. Yeah. Mm. Um, they were married in, in sacred, I, I, I would say within... A sacred ceremony. Yeah, sacred ceremony. But the reason why they have that Louvre and everything that's going on in Europe, because when they went to Europe, Jesus, Mary, his family, her family, when they went to Europe, this is called the Rosicristians. And that was the church of Mary Magdalene after Jesus' death when he actually died. Okay. She started her church. He and was in Europe when he died, and she started his a church. She started a church. Called the... The Rosicristians. Interesting. And that's why they're saying that she's... Her grace spot is under the Louvre. That the, uh, really? The, yeah. Um, Wait, so for people who want to go read about this, mm-hmm. any books that they should check out? Um... I would look for the Gnostic Christian Bible by Elaine Pagels. Read anything on Sylvia Brown because she is definitely... She uh, tapped uh, into it. She's the minister of Novus Spiritus, which is Novus, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls, and and studying them. Um, Interesting. Yes, and she was also my teacher. This is good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we're... (laughs) we're, This is really... I didn't know we were going to go here, but this is awesome. I didn't either. (laughs) Kind of like, ooh, okay. <laughs> no, but this is about this is about like yeah. this is what this show is about. It's not about, hey, I'm gonna tell you what mm-hmm. to believe. It's about yeah. we're opening our minds. Opening your minds. I just realized that everyone's saying the same story. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a, a a messenger. Everyone has a mother and a father God. If you look at all religions, we're the only the Western civilization is are the only ones that do not have a matriarch symbol. Right. It's all patriotic. Exactly. And so why is that? Right. You know? So they don't even want to even associate the moon with mother. Well, we have Mary, but it's it's all, you know, growing up yes. as a as a young woman, yes. you realize, oh, you're kind and of Mary even... Mary is restricted. You know, mm. she's purity. She's right. She she didn't even, you know, she she didn't even She even have the baby. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're you're either a whore. Yeah. Or a virgin. And what do you think about Mary Magdalene, poor thing? I mean, back in those days, you you could not travel with men. In those days, you were you were you were known as a scarlet woman, traveling with men. You were not supposed to walk and be with men. You were and always she was with them. She was with all of them, all wow. the disciples, and he was her favorite. Yeah, we need to. There needs to be a movie about just about her. Yeah, that would be a great movie. How about how about the Gospel of Judas? That's in there too. Okay. And uh, a lot of people aren't going to like that, but <laughs> you know, there's a stir there's in a, the pot. There's a part where you know Judas had to play out his part, and right. you know Jesus knew this and told told him, you know, you need you need to play your part out. Interesting. This is a sign, you he know. knew. Yeah. So him him taking his life wasn't about him betraying Jesus. It was just the the thought that he had to go through with that and couldn't live with that. Right. You know, it wasn't about I betrayed him. It was. It was one of the things that had to be. It was written in the live, script. He couldn't live with it. It's almost like someone who kills somebody in this life, and they you see them. They're in the they're hell, they're in hell in their own minds. Right, right. How many cases have we seen like that? This, I mean, I want to talk to you for forever, but no, we, we're gonna have to come. We're gonna have to come back. I feel like I, I, I I'm all in bits and pieces, but I, I no, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. We're we're gonna have a part two with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to ask you really quickly. Just firing off some questions. Mm. What's the exciting thing about being alive right now? Oh, my gosh. What's the most important thing right now is that I I am loving myself unconditionally. 
and I'm reflecting that back to people and that I have joy in my life. And there's only three things that I think that I, I, I know, not think that I know. The three things, if we're going to petition or pray, if you want to use the word pray, I say petition. Pray has some connotations behind it. <laughs> yeah, I even watch the words I use. So when I petition to source, I always say, um, you know, I always ask for joy, peace of mind, and health. It covers everything. Mm. When you have those three things, think about that. Well, what, what do you say to people when they're struggling or they're, they're having a hard time finding joy? Mm. So when you're have, if you're having a hard time finding joy, this is a time to be grateful. And this is where I still do this. I, I write, I have a gratitude journal, and I write in things that I'm grateful, three, three things that I'm grateful for for today. Like tonight when I go home, I'm going to write in my, my grateful journal of three things that I'm grateful for. And what this does is, is that it makes you humble, it makes you appreciative of the small things that we overlook. Mm-hmm. One of my things last night that I wrote was, I'm so glad that I can just turn on my faucet and water comes out of it. Right. And it's temperature controlled. I don't have to walk to a well and carry water on top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. And so when we are finding ourselves in a pity party, it's okay to feel it because you're supposed to feel those emotions. Have the little pity party. Pull yourself up out of it and knowing that there's someone right now that is has it worse off than you. Right. And that are going through a tremendous uh, an experience that you you could never imagine. You know, I've, I met one lady that lost like five members in her family within like three months. I couldn't even That's imagine. Rough. I couldn't even imagine, you know. And um, how do you pull yourself up and still have a smile on your face? Right. You know, and her thing was she looked within herself uh, and, and looking at all of the things these people taught her in life and taking whatever that goodness is mm-hmm. and using that in her life and saying, this is the way I keep them alive in my life. So I, I would say through adversity, be grateful. And through adversity, you're also learning. Mm-hmm. You're learning. It's your greatest. That's when you're, you're most closest to source. That's when your angels and your spirit guides are so closely around you because you're feeling vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're feeling vulnerable and uh, innocent. You know, uh, that's when they're really around you, helping you get through. Yes, and and also to the worry and the stress. Worry and stress is cancer. We'll go back. We'll go into that another time. But worry and stress nothing but cancer and we cause things by our emotions mm-hmm. to our bodies it has to come out it has to fester out somewhere right. through our skin through our hair we lose hair you know when people are stressed out it comes out turn all, gray yeah your stomach uh, your internal organs all kinds of stuff so my thing is what I told this person is just to remember that sometimes when you worry that a worry is a prayer so you are manifesting that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so when you find yourself worrying, mm-hmm. flip it and flip be like, it. flip it, girl. <laughs> flip it and be like, <laughs> be like, okay, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I accept this and I allow the universe to fix this. I have faith that everything is, is all is well mm-hmm. and, um, and move on. Um, I'm going through this for a reason. And I may not see why you see it clearly right now, mm-hmm. but I know that I that I'm going through it for a reason and that the truth will be revealed to me as long as I keep my mind focused on the positive and being optimistic. Because go. what you think and what you say manifests. Mm. There you go. Yes, baby. That was good. Yeah. That was good. That's, I think that's a perfect that's mm-hmm. a perfect thing to end on. Okay. Right there. So how can people find you if they want if they want readings or color therapy or Oh my goodness. A light of Yaya Instagram. And then you could also find me spirit33 at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. So they just email you directly or find you on Instagram. Yes. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Carla. Your dream. Thank you. You too. Thank All you. right, we're gonna we're gonna There will be a part two. Yeah, and blessings to all you guys out there. Love you. Thank you. So that was my interview with Yaya. Is he incredible or is he incredible? Seriously, he is one of the most talented readers I've ever met. And whenever I go to like a psychic fair and he's there, he's booked up solid before you even get there. So I highly recommend you reaching out to him for a reading. And once again, happy Thanksgiving. And let me tell you something. Eat that pie. Your spirit guide just whispered in my ear and told me to tell you, Eat that pie. Happy Thanksgiving.